Matthew 4, 18-22 As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, said Jesus, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Okay, good morning, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Rani, for that reading. Um, the subtitle of the talk today, so we're on this Winning Faith series, but the subtitle of the talk today is What is Your Calling? And uh, sometimes when I hear a passage like this, I'm left going, is that it? It basically says, there are some people fishing, Jesus came and said, follow me, and they did. And you go, oh, feels like there's a lot of missing detail here. What were they thinking? What were they feeling? What did they say? What did Jesus say? What did, what did James and John say to their dad? Like, there's so many unanswered questions. And in Luke's account of this same story, there's a bit more information. We hear that Jesus had borrowed um, Simon's boat it, because he wanted to preach to the crowd that were gathered um, at, at the edge of Lake Galilee. And um, so there, he's on the boat, he's preached, and then he said to Simon, go out into deep water, put your net down, and then they have this miraculous catch of fish, and Simon goes and falls at Jesus' feet. So we've got a bit more detail about what immediately happened beforehand, but it still doesn't tell us about what it was like for those involved. And of course, we've got the benefit of knowing their whole story. But of course, at that moment, they had no idea what was about to happen when they started to follow Jesus. So it challenges us to think about what it means for us, what it means for our calling. And I've got about 12 minutes to discover that. So uh, I think we should pray <laughs> really hard first. Father God, in the name of Jesus, please send your spirit and help us to hear from you. Holy Spirit, would you work in our hearts and our minds so that we might understand more about what it means to be called by you. In Jesus' name, amen. So before I really get going, I want to just caveat something because today I'm going to focus on calling in relation to God inviting us to do a specific thing. And this sometimes is referred to as our secondary calling because there is a whole other sermon which I haven't written about our first calling, which we have to be in a restored relationship with God, with other people and with the world around us. But this talk is about the things that we do and how we do them once we're in a relationship with Jesus. So let's just hold in mind this secondary calling is what comes after our first calling to love God and be in a relationship with him. 
So if you have been a Christian for more than a few minutes, you will have no doubt heard stories about people both in the Bible and in all the years since the Bible was written being called by God to do different things. And I'm sure that many of us in this room have our own stories about times when we've felt God calling us to new places, new responsibilities, new practices. Now, if you have had that experience, I want to ask you to hold those thoughts in the front of your mind as I speak so that your muscle memory gets activated about what it feels like to hear from God and how he tends to speak to you specifically. Now, obviously, Jesus' calling of the disciples is a pretty big deal in the history of everyone who's ever been called by God. And there are many heroes of the faith who have amazing and life-changing stories. But I thought I would share a story from my own life, which is kind of every day by comparison to some of those, but it is a first-hand account. So, in 2012, which is crazily 11 years ago, um, I attended a women's conference here in this room, and I was sitting about just in front of Donna there, and uh, there was a lovely speaker, I can't remember a single thing she said, except, but she was lovely, she did a good job, but I just, only there's only one thing I can remember from the day, but it's the important thing. <laughs> At some point during the course of what she was saying, she said these words, and my daughter felt called to start up a group for new mums. And in that moment, I felt like something dropped into my body from the top of my head, into my mind, into my heart, into the pit of my stomach. And I felt like I heard in my kind of mind's hearing rather than audibly, something like, do that at St. Saviour's. Now, I had been a life group leader before, And so, consequently, my instant reaction was, no, thank you. (laughs) Absolutely not. And and, uh, Daisy was two, and I was five months pregnant with James, and there was no way that I felt that I had the time, energy, or resources to do that. And so I didn't. I did absolutely nothing (laughs) and completely pushed it to one side. And uh, James was born uh, in January 2013, And we had a tough start for various reasons, and I pushed all these thoughts away. But it didn't go away, and um, it would keep coming back. And every now and again, I'd get that kind of niggling feeling of like, you know, there's that thing we mentioned earlier. (laughs) And I'm like, no, but I would have that cringing feeling because I knew that I kind of wasn't doing the thing that God had deliberately put into my mind. And so eventually, with some kind of like, okay then, I I got chatting to a couple of friends and I was like, you know, I feel like God said this thing, but I just don't think I've got time. And they said to me, well, why don't we meet to pray once a week? And if we can manage to do that, I'm sure you can run a life group, (laughs) logic. And so I was like, okay. So sure enough, we did meet weekly for some months and... um, Eventually, 18 months after God sort of said that to me, we started our first mum's life group in February 2014. And initially, it ran weekly, and then I had my arm twisted by a lady sitting over there, 
to make it weekly. I said fortnightly. It was went fortnightly. Then we went weekly because Tash made me. And um, <laughs> whilst lots of people have come and gone in that time, it's so lovely to look around and see so many of the people who were part of that group and witnessed all that God did in and through us during those years. And uh, the group ran for six years until God called me into some other things. And um, yeah, I learned some amazing experiences, amazing lessons in that time. God's call is persistent. He is patient. (laughs) And I learned that he will provide the resources that we don't have. Now, just to say, though, in my defense, I don't think that I was 18 months late responding to God's call. I just think that in his kindness, God knew that I needed 18 months to get used to the idea. So um, it got me thinking, you know, how do we know that God is speaking to us? And uh, how do we know that what he's saying and what we're feeling is actually his call? And again, this could be like a 10-week Bible study, so this is just a little few bullet points on things that I think have been relevant to me. And uh, the first thing is to ask yourself, does the thing you've heard sound like something Jesus would say or ask you to do? Will the outcome of this thing bring him glory? You can ask God to confirm it again, perhaps in a different way, if you really aren't sure. You can get support from other believers and and ask them to pray as well and see if God will speak to them on your behalf. And you can make a move in the direction that God's calling you, asking him to open or close doors as appropriate. So looking back to the disciples and our scripture this morning, accompanied by my own experience, um, I'm going to draw out just three things that I think God wants us to consider this morning. So the first thing, number one, is get in the path of Jesus. So Simon, Andrew, James, and John were in the path of Jesus. And whilst I'm confident that Jesus knew that the people he was going to call were were down at Lake Galilee, he may not have known their exact names or locations. God the Father did, and he was walking in step with God the Father, so I have no doubt whatsoever that, that he knew what he was doing when he was down there that day. But I think we need to be asking ourselves, are we regularly putting ourselves in the path of Jesus? I was at that woman's conference when God spoke to me about the mum's life group, and his presence was tangible at that event. But we don't have to be at church for God to speak to us. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about prayer as us deliberately entering into God's presence. And if we're regularly entering into God's presence and putting ourselves in his path, then we will enable daily opportunities to hear from God about our calling, as well as any other issues that we take to him. So firstly, put yourself in the path of Jesus. Secondly, take the call. Jesus put out a call to his disciples to follow him, and they responded. It's easy to miss the significance of all their response would have meant and involved in just these few short verses. 
The passage says nothing about the reaction of other people in their lives, what it meant for their families, and how disruptive and difficult it might have been. The reality for us is that responding to the call of God is most often sacrificial. Through our time, our money, our focus, our careers, where we live. But however tough it feels, what we receive when we respond in obedience far outweighs the cost. Now, I'm not talking about receiving earthly rewards here, although we can probably think that there might be some treasure in heaven. But what I actually mean is the reward of intimacy with the living God, the privilege of a special assignment, the blessing of seeing him at work both in our lives and the lives of others. We might sometimes wish for an easy life, but I'm not sure that anyone really thinks, I don't want to live life to the full. I'd rather have a small and boring life. Obedience to God is, obedience to God's call is the path to living life in its fullness. And life is too short and too precious not to live it this way. Our obedience to God's call is not for his benefit. He has got infinite resources at his fingertips. Our obedience will always be for our collective benefit. So let's put ourselves in the path of Jesus. Let's take the call. And finally, let's expect to be equipped. Simon, Andrew, James, and John were not equipped to be disciples. They were fishermen. They were ordinary, everyday working people. They weren't academics. They weren't leaders. They were just living normal lives. Jesus did not call them to be excellent fishermen. They already knew how to do that. He called them to do a job that they were completely unprepared, unequipped, unqualified, and even unaware of. And I can't help but wonder if that is exactly the point of a calling. God doesn't need to call us to things that we do brilliantly by ourselves and in our own strength. We can just get on and do them. I think God calls us to the things that he knows we can't do without him. God knew that I had the practical skills to organize a group of people and get the logistics running. The bit he was really calling me to was to come alongside other people and share life with them, to learn how to dig into the Bible together and hold the tensions of different opinions and life experiences. God calls us and then equips us as we respond. So whether that's to ministry of some kind, a vocation, business, parenting, voluntary service, he will enable us to gain the practical skills and help we need to do the job. But more than that, he will specifically equip us with the love, patience, and understanding that is more often needed if we're going to be his representatives in all of these places. It won't be perfect. We won't be perfect. But if we're willing, 
then he will work with what he's got. So there's the three things. Get in the path of Jesus. Take the call. Expect to be equipped. Can I invite the band to come back? So what is your calling? God calls each of us to serve him and act in the world in different ways. And he knows that having purpose is good for us. Scientific research has shown that possessing a sense of purpose in life is a powerful predictor of many positive outcomes, including stronger immune systems, faster recovery from surgery, and even living longer. And this doesn't surprise me in the slightest because modern research is forever discovering things that were written in the scriptures thousands of years ago. Some of you have got incredible stories of being called by God into overseas mission, careers, extraordinary and unexpected things. So whilst we're having refreshments, why don't you share with someone else one of your stories about God's faithfulness so that we can encourage each other. Now I know, of course, that it is possible that you're here this morning and you're feeling like you've never heard God calling you. I can't know what he might be calling you into, but I guarantee there is something for each of us. Whatever it is, a few facts I know is that it will bring him glory, bless other people, be at just the right time, and he will equip you for it. We're going to head into communion now, and there will be a time to respond afterwards. I'm going to invite um, Jess to come up. We're going to close our service with just the, some worship. And I think it's just an opportunity for us to respond to whatever Jess was saying earlier on and how maybe God...
might have been speaking to your hearts. There was a couple of things that Jess said that just sort of spoke to me. One of them was that sense of sacrifice. And there's quite often a sacrifice to God's calling. But as we just step out, you know, as Jess was saying, what we receive so far outweighs that. But maybe the, the thing where you are at the moment is that sense of knowing that you have to commit to something or give up something or lay something down, that sense of sacrifice. And if that's where you're at this morning, we'd love to pray for you over that. You'll know what it is that God's speaking to you. We've got a team here. There's Jess, Gillian and Guy and myself. And we'd love to just pray for you this morning. If there's something that you know that you need to just commit to the Lord and say, Lord, you've been persistent with me speaking about this thing in my life. So when I was preparing this week, I was thinking about, you know, what God might be wanting to say. And I did wonder whether there might be some people here where God has been speaking to you about something, but maybe a bit like me, you've kind of been in that waiting phase of kind of waiting for the right time or um, maybe it's scary. Maybe the thing that God's been speaking to you about scares you. And so you need to ask this morning for some courage perhaps a little bit of um, uh, more impetus to, to take action on the thing that God's been speaking to you about. Um, maybe there are some people where God is calling you out of something in order to call you into something else. And so maybe you've been getting a sense that God is wanting to change something uh, about what you're doing. And um, so again, you can just pray for confirmation of that. Um, it may be that he is, uh, yeah, so that's, that's one of the things I said. It may be that um, you don't, you've come this morning, but you feel like maybe you've never heard from God. And actually, you look around and you think, well, these people are doing these things, but I don't think that's me. I would encourage you to just ask him and listen, because I truly believe that God has work for all of us to do. Um, not just here in church, but out in the workplace, in our communities, in the streets where we live. And um, perhaps you've never responded to God's first call on your life, which is to be in a relationship with Him. And so I, I haven't got enough time to tell you all the reasons why that is the best decision that you will ever make. But if you know that God is speaking to you in that way this morning, then please again, come and have someone pray with you but just first and foremost just give yourself over to that um, that sense that you've got and say yes God today is the day so if you would value prayer for any of these things then please don't go home without asking for it but let's just take a couple of minutes of silence and then I'm going to pray and then we'll have a time of worship Thank you, Lord, that you are receiving all of our prayers right now. Holy Spirit, help us to hear the words that you are speaking into our lives. Give us the courage to be obedient to your call 
and to trust in your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you felt God speak to you today and you want prayer, you can contact the church pastoral team on email on pastoral at stsavs.org.